on this episode of Startup the Science. Printed electronics really let technology get closer to the body. It helps technology be better integrated into materials that, you know, aren't just plastic, but fabrics or silicones or soft surfaces. So I think it's um, a, a great step forward to get electronics out of the plastic box and into all of these new materials where they can have uh, even more impact on our lives. everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Startup the Science. We have a special first of its kind episode for you today, and it's all about printed and flexible electronics. This year, we've decided to do monthly themes based on different advanced material technologies, and February happens to be our printed and flexible electronics month. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. So for this episode, We've brought together three different experts, one researcher and two startup founders, to talk about the current trends, but also what the future looks like in the printed and flexible electronics space. So with that being said, let's meet our guests, shall we? First, we have Zachary. Uh, yes, uh, hello. My name is uh, Zachary James Davis. I'm a team manager at the Danish Technological Institute. Um, I'm heading a group of uh, about 10 people working within uh, printed and flexible electronics. Uh, we are working mainly with uh, nanomaterial, uh, so the development and production of the nanomaterials and formulating them into uh, usable printable inks and then also printing and testing uh, the inks, but also other components. Thank you, Zachary. Next up, we have Tiago. Hi, my name is Tiago. I'm one of co-founders of Matter Dynamics, and Matter Dynamics is a startup dedicated to convert non-electronic objects into smart units. And by smart, it means that our mission is actually to convert daily products that we have, such as chairs, packaging, into something that can actually think and send that data to a human operator. Uh, we do this mainly for the pharmaceutical and food industry, and we are actually producing more than 100,000 units per month. And last but not least, here's Madison, but we like to call her Maddie. At Linea, we believe that designers and engineers need innovative materials in order to make next generation products. So we've developed a way to bring electronic circuits to fabric from car seats to clothing in order to help engineers and designers make the products of the future. So uh, we do this by using our patented technique of creating a soft, flexible circuit that can be attached to different kinds of materials and do different functionalities like heating, lighting, or sensing, all depending on the application. So our first question was only for Zachary. We asked, what are some of the trends in research in printed electronics that he's observed over the past couple of years? Here's what he had to say. Well, I think there's several trends. Uh, what we, when we started uh, several many years ago, we started developing uh, digital printing technologies. So going from the sort of analog screen printing and flexographic printing to inkjet printing and uh, other aerosol jet printing. So this is one of the trends we see that in the future, instead of having you know these sort of analog uh, print lines, then you're going to go to more digital print lines that are going to be much more flexible, much more so you can have a very short time to to sort of you know change production. You can change and perhaps even 
produce uh, lots of different uh, designs without uh, the need to change the whole production line. This is one of the things we've been looking quite a lot into. The other trend, I think, is is going in from from silver, which is sort of the standard. Uh, electrical material to more sustainable materials like carbon-based materials, but also copper and, and, and other flexible types of materials that, that can be more bio-based or you know sustainable, biodegradable, this type of thing. So these are the two areas I think there's been a lot of research in the last few years. Hear that? Move over, Silver. <laughs> oh boy. The next question was for all of our guests, and it was, what technologies of the future could printed electronics enable? Here's what they said. So that's a really good question. So what we see is uh, moving forward is a lot of uh, people in the, um, I would say, biomonitoring or e-health industry are, are looking towards the printed electronics. So the idea is that you want to have sensors in, you know, embedded into your clothing. It could be for exercise, monitoring your muscles, or your activity. Uh, and right now it's, it's quite cumbersome. You have wires, you have, uh, you know, things that you have to put onto the, the, the textiles. So what we're seeing is that that's one of the reasons, uh, one of the areas that there's going to be a, a very huge push that, that things become more and more embedded in your clothing uh, seamlessly, that you don't even see it or you don't feel it. Uh, so that, And then you have, of course, sensors on you that can make, measure EKG, muscle activity, respiration, temperature, all these things. And, and, and also this could also then, of course, be transferred to the, to the hospitals that are monitoring patients, et cetera, these type of, of uh, wearable monitoring systems. Okay, so the common idea, and this is happening back to the 2000s, um, was this, this newspaper from Harry Potter movie series where you can actually see images moving on a newsletter, right? A newspaper, something like this. And this is, will be the future for sure. We are not getting that close that we should be because the technology is possible, but it's quite, quite expensive. But if you look in, just in Google or you do your own research on some stores, either in Europe or United States, you can actually start to find smartphones that are bendable. So we are getting very close to this. And other thing that we should keep in mind is that one thing is that what your eyes can see this is a way to retrieve information. But also, when you're speaking in about human interaction, you can touch things, right? So the future of printed electronics will be also to develop product systems that can actually understand the touch of a human being. So in the same way that you have a mouse for your laptop, if you do just one click or a double click, you will trigger different reactions in your laptop you will actually see these kind of interactions on your medical package or on your pharmaceutical uh, that you need to take on the, uh, in the evening. So trying to see how people interact from a physical point of view with your products will for sure be uh, something that will happen in the five to 10 years in the field. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting things about printed electronics is that it brings electronics into a new potential form factor with new potential mechanical capabilities. So I, I love um, our, our manufacturing partner, Eastprint, does a lot of print electronics. And I love their examples of making medical patches where they can make a patch that you wear that has a small battery and has a few sensors on board in order to help you monitor your health. And you can't do that with a rigid printed circuit board um, or even often with a Capton etched PCB. So um, printed electronics really let technology get closer to the body 
it helps technology be better integrated into materials that you know aren't just plastic but fabrics or silicones or soft surfaces. So I think it's um a, a great step forward to get electronics out of the plastic box and into all of these new materials where they can have uh, even more impact on our lives. Firstly, I found it really interesting that both Maddie and Zachary used the same examples of e-health applications. It seems like there's a lot of movement in that area. But also, it's funny that Tiago brought up the Harry Potter newspaper analogy because it's actually been brought up on our podcast before. I believe it was season one, episode nine with Oral Tech. So if you're interested in Harry Potter or, you know, the technology behind all of that, then you should definitely listen to that episode. The next question we asked was directly related to this last question. Since we already know that these cool applications are possible, why is it then we don't have them yet? Here's what they said. I think right now there's a, I mean, there's a lot of uh, technologies out there that are, are working towards this. And I, and I even see in, in some foundries in, in Denmark, we also have a, a production foundry working with this, but it's, it's just very, very new. And it, it also requires a lot of new uh, know-how in the materials and also the, the processes, how to, because right now you're, you're usually working with plastic foils, which are, which is very difficult to, to integrate into the clothing, but then you need stretchable uh, or, or even biodegradable materials instead. And also the the printing materials also have to be uh, sort of developed as well. So there's there's a lot of push towards this. So so I think in the coming years you're going to see much many more examples of, of this coming on the market. And there are already a few popping up already. I would say so that's really nice to see. Okay, so the the main factor I should say it's cost, right? So you can actually use printing electronics with gold, right? We are using these like to send satellites to the moon and things like that. It's very, very expensive what you can actually do from a feasible and economically relevant point of view. Um, but you cannot have like gold circuits on a milk package. It's not possible. It's not like feasible uh, from an economic point of view. The second aspect is that we don't have yet the technical production to produce these products in a mass scale. Of course, that are there, the, the scientific community and even startups, they are very innovative to try to use current um, equipments on the factories, try to adapt them to produce these new line of products. But as you can imagine, we are trying actually to develop something new from old technology. So cost and this gap between what you can do from an economic point of view at a, a, a factory and what you can actually do on the bench, on the lab, it's quite different. So it is really hard to try to see these products more often because you don't have the money for it and you don't have a way to produce it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such a great question because there's, in my opinion, there's become this really interesting relationship with media and technical development where often in the press, things are presented as, you know, coming at you tomorrow. That's what makes it sound exciting. So you'll see an article where it's like researchers invented way of printing ink onto the body and you're going to be wearing this tomorrow. But in reality, the development cycle for these kinds of technologies are, you know, it's, it could be a decade. So you're going to be wearing it in 10 years, maybe, if it turns out that there's a market, if the price point is right, if the supply chain works, if it meets environmental uh, needs. So I think often 
that when we hear about a new technology, we think that that was the major hurdle inventing the thing. And that is a huge hurdle. Um, but often there's a ton more to come after that. It's marketing the product. It's finding the applications. It's cost engineering the product. It's developing the supply chain. It's finding, um, you know, making sure that it has long-term robustness, that whatever it is, it's going to work for a long period of time. And so I think, you know, going through that whole business development process of making a new technology ready for the market is the holdup. You know, that's that's why we don't have it yet. And that's a crucial part of, of making these products a reality. I might be wrong, but I think a lot of new technologies have the same struggles. These really cool applications are totally possible. It's just a slow process. But anyways, to liven things back up, we threw in a fun question at the end for everyone. We asked them what their favorite application was, and here are their responses. And in terms of, uh, again, uh, when we can integrate these things into, to, uh, you know, we can monitor patients and stuff, I think that really, I mean, being able to, to use this in a, in a, in a way that's going to help society, it's going to help patients, you know, and doctors understand what's happening. Because a lot of the times, you know, you, you go around and, and something happens, like you have a heart attack and you don't even know it. But if you have these wearable sensors on you, then that's going to help prevent a lot of, uh, you know, medical issues and, and, and it's going to save a lot of money in the end and also save a lot of lives. So I think that, that to me sounds, I mean, is, is a, is a really nice uh, application, a really nice area to, to really, to make a, an impact in. So that's uh, for me, a, a great motivator. I do believe that capacitive touch, the meaning that understand if someone is touching on a product is my favorite because the way that you can handle a product, how many fingers you put on a product, how many, times you tap the product can trigger different applications. So this is very exciting to me. So I really see that these mouse that we use for computers and on laptop, this kind of functionality will be on every product that you have in your kitchen, in your pantry, in your own environments. So imagine that you can actually, with a double tap on, um, on a packaging of cookies, you can actually link that action to an Amazon store and reorder those cookies in the end of the month. So this is the type of things that we are very exciting to work on Matter Dynamics. And we actually are starting to have it from a very relevant commercial point of view and explore new opportunities. Yeah, I think it's probably the designer in me. Um, but I, I really like printed electronics where these unusual circuit form factors for enhancing industrial design or user interfaces. So using um, printed electronics or what we do e-textiles in order to make soft, seamless user interfaces that don't have mechanical buttons, which allow for ingress, or, you know, they break down over time, um, or using, you know, printed electronics to design these really sleek, comfortable, wearable products. I, I love the idea of um, design and engineering coming together to make products that people deeply care about. So that's that's what I'm keeping my eye out for. And on that hopeful note, that's the end of our episode. A big thanks to Zachary, Tiago, and Maddie for taking the time out and answering some of our burning questions about printed and flexible electronics. We will leave links in the description of the episode to Maddie's company, Lumia, Tiago's company, Matter Dynamics, and Zachary's place of employment, the Danish Technological Institute. 
We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Startup to Science. If you'd like to learn more about our podcast, head to www.enum.berlin slash startup to science. You can also follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. If you'd like to leave us a message or ask us or our guests any questions, send us a DM or leave us a message on our website. We would love to hear from you. Stay tuned for our next episode. Coming soon. Coming soon.